Hey everyone, I'm Pastor Nick Tarter. I want to thank you for listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Bethany, Oklahoma, learning what it looks like to be in Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did, so that our world can be saturated with the good news and the good works of Jesus. We invite you to join us on this journey, and we hope that this content will help you to grow to be the person God created you to be. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning again. Wherever you are, we pray that you are in good health and that God's presence is near to you. Um, Kendra spoke about being with God and and uh, taking advantage of this opportunity, and Pastor Nick did again, and uh, that is very much our conversation that we have had as elders now for weeks, and now we're continuing that conversation with you. As those who are together with us, looking to the Lord to deepen our relationship with him. Last week, I used the communication quality between friends and people that we love as an example of how our communication with God is also an expression of love, respect, value, and honor for him who communicated himself to us in what the theological term is incarnate that God communicated himself to us by taking on human flesh and then now today continuing to communicate himself to us through sacraments, means of grace by which we we continue to receive the grace of God. But I also referenced the Fiddler on the Roof last week and the song play between Tavia and Um, Golda and do you love me and how they expressed their questions about that and finally came to the conclusion after 25 years of doing all this together I suppose I do (laughs) now we don't want to suppose we do love God we want to love God expressively emotionally we want to love God with our mind and with our, all of our soul and strength and with our body. So we, we get up and we lift our hands. We, we thank him. We kneel down. We bow. We take postures and we take gestures. We, we make signs and symbols and, and open our hands to him. We do all kinds of things to help our, our soul to be more responsive to God. And all of that is an aspect of prayer listening. And two weeks ago, Pastor Richard really brought us into this Selah mentality with the idea that Selah means to pause, to think or reflect, and to connect. And so today I want to continue with that thought that's already been, again, sung today and and spoken into us and prayed for us so that that we may continue in that vein to grow in our communion and communication with God, talking with him, listening to him, and responding to him. This week I asked um, our our small group on the Zoom meeting, hey, give me a thumbs up. How many of you have felt pressed more 
to pray since this pandemic started and we've had this isolation at home. And how many of you have been, been just, you've felt motivated or moved to pray and then followed it with the question, well, how many want to pray more? And you know what? I think everybody said, yeah, I want to pray more. We want to pray more. Prayer sometimes seems the easiest thing to do. Open our mouth and start to speak, cry out, make a request, ask. But deep prayer is not easy to do, especially for people who are restless, people who are uh, perhaps ADHD or, um, well, you get the idea. Me. I have a very, very hard time sitting still let alone being still inside. I light candles. I play music. I listen to devotional um, passages. I, 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 I read. I, I think. I put on the headphones. I sit and look out the window and watch the sunset come up. I kneel. I walk. I lie down. I do so, so many things. I make crosses. I hold them in my hand. Uh, beads. I, I do the beads. It's, it's all of my desperate attempts <laughs> to just be still and focus on God and not be so distracted. That's probably not your problem, but that's something I deal with. This morning I was just sitting back while Kendra was leading us in songs of worship, marveling that God could use me. Marveling that even from when I was a kid, I, I had a sense of something. Sorry. I just marvel that he could take a restless, sinful person like me, a person who's so hurried and harried through pretty much all of my life, and use me, give me the privilege of even being here with you, of, of calling me into his presence to worship him and to hear his voice, which is so difficult for me at times. Another thing I try to do to cultivate an awareness of, of him is dialogue with him by journaling. I, I use colored pencils and pens, you know, green, I'm talking to you, God. Um, red, you're talking to me, God. This is what I believe you're saying. Sometimes just sitting and saying, Lord, what would you say to me? And, and, and then, you know, grab my pen and begin to write what I believe God is saying to me. Now, that song that I kept singing last week or referencing, Do You Love Me? You know, there's something in our heart that asks that question over and over again of people around us as well as of God. Do you love me? We want to know that God loves us. The Bible says the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God in us. In the midst of great difficulties and trials, temptations and troubles, he pours out his love in us so that we may know that he loves us. Because Jesus himself, again, came, suffered in the flesh, experienced all the temptations and the troubles to a much more degree than we could possibly imagine and understand. And yet, he sustained himself in the love of God. So I, 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 I reflect back on that song, Do You Love Me? Simon, Jesus said to Simon, Do you love me? Dwight, do you love me? What's your name? Put your name in there. And Jesus saying to you, 
not Tevye and Golda singing back and forth, but you and the Lord. The Lord singing to you, do you love me? And what about in your heart? Isn't there a cry in your heart, even from that psalm that Pastor Nick read to open the meeting? Lord, do you love me? Not intellectually knowing that he loves you, but experientially living in the love of God. Well, to grow in the love of God and to be able to go in the love of God, to be able to do things that are loving toward other people, we're talking about the Selah. We're talking about this time of being still, listening. So I'm thinking of these four words, pause, you know, hit the pause button. You know, you're watching TV or, you know, listening to music, pause and silence. Pause, reflect, think. Kendra said, okay, think about what we've just done. Pastor Nick got up and said, now think about, pause, reflect, connect. Okay, okay, I want to connect with you, my maker. I want to connect with the incarnate Jesus who, who came Word made flesh, word tabernacling or dwelling temporarily among us. The word made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus, the living and eternal word of God in a human body. Now, pause, reflect, connect, and then do. For me, it's more like do and then reflect. Why didn't that work out so well? Do, and then, oh, I, I really didn't connect very good. Or somebody saying to me, you know, if you had just listened instead of interrupting, of course, that never happens to you, perhaps. Now, Richard also asked us some, some hard questions last week, and he said, are, are you spending time being still? That's a yes or no. Check. Uh, no. Uh, in order to listen for what God wants you to do, <laughs> that's, that's why we're still. We're not still so that, oh, life is a beach. I'm just, although we need to rest our body and our mind, we need to be recreated, and that's called the Sabbath, but I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about being still in order to listen for what God wants you to do so that you can do it. Richard said, do you long to delight to do God's will? Richard said, number two, are you being prayerful? That means full of prayer. Are you being prayerful? And again, the question I asked uh, some people to this week, and they said, I want to pray more. Good. I want to be more full of prayer. Specifically, are you asking for and receiving the power of the Holy Spirit instead of just relying on your mind and your will and your emotions and your memory? Pause those. Pause your mind. Pause your will power. Pause your memories. Pause your emotions so that you can reflect in your heart and connect in your heart. And, and thirdly, Richard asked, are you being transformed? Are you changing? Are you casting out fears? Are you releasing grudges? Are you forgiving people? Are you removing idolatrous attachments? Now, you can't do any of these things without knowing, yes, you love me. Maybe you could Think of it that way instead of, do you love me, Lord? Yes, you love me. Now, that way our doings will be in his power and love. Now, I want to look at the book of Luke. 
I started this last week at the end of my message. I mentioned Zechariah and Elizabeth and how they had a good practice of, of good Jewish observances of the law and regularity. And, uh, but let's go on. Let's go to, um, to Mary. And let's, let's uh, reflect for a minute. Will you with me? Let's, let's pray together and, and ask the Lord to help us to reflect on Mary and Joseph and shepherds and John the Baptist and then Jesus himself and reflect on the living word and how he came to communicate to us, Father God, and yet how he saturated his life with communication with the Father. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you, Lord, that, that you do love us, and, oh God, that you have poured out your love into our hearts. Lord, thank you. Lord, I, I ask for a, a, a greater awareness today and some practical help in deepening our love for you and deepening our awareness of your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Mary, when the angel Gabriel came and told her you're going to have a son, we read in the scripture she wondered about it. And, and later, in verse 19 of chapter 2 of Luke, after the shepherds came and were glorifying God for what the angel had told them, it says that Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Wondering pondering. Those are, hit the pause button, reflect. And Luke 2, verse 51, after they found Jesus in the temple among the Pharisees and, and, and uh, having spent several days with them, the Bible says his mother treasured all these things in her heart. What is it about God that you wonder, that you ponder, and that you treasure? Remember, what she was treasuring and pondering and wondering about was God's love and grace for her. So it's worth pondering and wondering and treasuring. She went to see Elizabeth and, and Elizabeth's greeting to her. And we have Mary's song, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, my soul, my mind, will, and my emotions. But even deeper than that, my spirit. How do we get deeper in our relationship with God deeper than just talking with him into a deeper communion and, and experience of his love like like they were experiencing we know that Joseph paused long enough each time the angel spoke to him to change direction to go where the holy where the angel was directing him and we know that when they took Jesus into the temple when he was just uh, at about eight days old and, and the, to dedicate him to God, the prophet Simeon came up in the spirit in the temple and stopped them and prophesied over the baby Jesus. Simeon came in the spirit. Now to do that, he had to be able to pause and reflect and connect with God's spirit moving in him and say, oh, now, okay, now. Anna Luke chapter 2, she was 84. The scripture says she did not depart from the temple, but she was there worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. Wow, pausing. Talk about pausing. Night and day, praying, fasting. I run out of things to say. And believe, I know that's hard for you to believe because, you know, I talk a lot. But 
she was there praying. How can you pray that much? I actually want to talk about that before I quit today. Go on to John the Baptist. It says he was in the wilderness until the word of the Lord came to him. He was on pause in the wilderness, but when the word of the Lord came to him, then he came out and he had fulfilled his ministry. And how about Jesus? Jesus was driven by the spirit into the wilderness. Boy, there's 40 days of pause, isn't there? What are we now? Up to almost 50, aren't we? Of pause in this isolation time. 40-something, if not 50. We see Jesus pausing after he came out of the wilderness. It says, in the power of the Holy Spirit, reading from the book of Isaiah, that the scripture is fulfilled in him. And he paused and he waited and they tried to kill him. He, but he frequently paused and practiced devotion to God, getting up early in the morning, praying all night, stopping in the middle of something that was going on around him and actually talking with the father out loud and the father talking with him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In Luke chapter 4, verse 42, in the midst of all this busy ministry, it says, when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. You see, Jesus had a rule of prayer. He had a way, a manner, a consistency of turning himself toward the Father and being with him, pausing and connecting, reflecting, and then going and doing. And he said, look, if you, if you want to do this, you're going to have to be a, like a new wineskin. You can't just get new wine into an old wineskin. Maybe this isolation period is part about, part about that very thing, us getting new wineskins, new ways, thinking about how to become God's messengers, God's word alive in the world around us, loving other people, because people around us are wondering what we're talking about. Do, does God love me? <laughs> yes, he does. He loves you. He knows your name. He sees you. He comes to you. And so he calls us to be with him. Jesus, in Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it says, In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. It wasn't just a one-time thing. In these days, Jesus would go and pray through the night. He would be saturated in the love of God saturated like a sponge, full. And that saturation led to multiplication because in that particular verse, after spending all night in prayer, he came and he called the 12 disciples to do what? To be with him. Jesus calls you and me to pause, reflect, connect before we go and do to be with him, even though it's so hard to do. Luke chapter 6, verse 18 and 19, there was a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. And they all came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowds sought to touch him. And power came out from him and healed them. All power and virtue was coming out of him. Jesus' response. Before that is to pray after that is to pray and in Luke chapter 6 we see Jesus's message blessed are you who are poor blessed are you who are hungry now blessed are you who are meek who are humble now 
Jesus speaks to us and says, you're struggling, you're tired, you're weary, you're having trouble in difficulty. I'm here. I'm here to be with you. I see you. I hear you. I love you. And people around us need to know that. And they can know that through us. Now, maybe we can't go and give them a hug right now. Um, you know, maybe see somebody give them, you know, the elbow or touch feet. <laughs> wearing your mask you can't um, we can't greet each other with a holy kiss right now but we can write notes and cards and make phone calls we can let them know we're praying for them and even if they don't know we're praying for them we can be praying for them right but I'm not talking about intercession today I I, I want to talk about more specifically two kinds of prayer because you said you want to grow in prayer right said you want to have a deeper prayer life, more consistent prayer life. Let me mention two kinds of prayer. Prayer that stops and starts, and prayer that kind of just keeps going. Theologically, they call it finite prayer or continuous prayer. Now, we know that Paul said, pray without ceasing. And praying without ceasing, it's hard just to pray for any length of or period of time, let alone pray without ceasing. But there are two different things. Finite prayer is a beginning and end. I start talking, I stop talking. I start um, interacting with God, I stop interacting with God, I pause and I reflect. So, talk, stop talking, be, and then go and do. Maybe that's one way to look at the two kinds of prayer. Now, finite prayer we're cooperating with God's grace. I'm getting up in the morning, I have my devotional time, I'm praying at night, maybe you stop at lunchtime. So we have this posture that we take, this discipline. There's some kind of a routine, hopefully, that we have, a, a regularity, a rule of prayer. And so we open ourselves up, we're, we're looking for a deepening love of God to fill us so we know, yes, he loves me, and that love will work out through us. Now, I don't necessarily have to feel anything. I'm not doing to try to get a feeling. I'm not doing it to try to, try to be more spiritual in the sense that other people will, will um, think better of me. I'm just doing it because it's my rule of prayer. It's my routine, my discipline, my spiritual um, intake, like breathing and breakfast. Now, whether you call it a quiet time, a devotional time, or whatever you call it, and whatever resources you utilize to try to help you. I've mentioned a few. I have devotional things that I listen to online, things that I read online as a regular basis. It's a daily thing, and it happens more than once a day. Now, that's finite prayer. I talk, I, I stop talking. Uh, and, and it's also vocal prayer, until I get to the kind of prayer that I'm meditating and I'm reflecting. And I'm not really talking in any explanation right now about meditation, prayer, and contemplation. I'm just talking about finite prayer beginning and ending in a regular prayer discipline and then constant prayer. So what's constant prayer? Constant prayer, <laughs> it's not constantly praying vocally. It's not constantly talking because if I'm talking I say to my kids in classroom if you're talking you're not listening to me and if you're not listening to me I'm not talking and I just stop I don't talk 
because it's a sign of disrespect to not be listening to somebody. And it's also a sign of respect to go ahead and talk to people whether you think they're listening or not. Because you love them. And you have something to say to them that will communicate that love to them. Whether it's correction or encouragement, you want to affirm them in love. So what is prayer without ceasing if it's not talking, if it's not reciting scripture or singing? Well, let me suggest to you, instead of something that we are doing that has a beginning and an end, it's something that we are being. You see, the psalmist in Psalm 109, I think it's verse 4, said, I am prayer. I've become prayer. My life is an offering to God. My life is, is offered in sacrifice. You, in, you, you see, in prayer, we, we come closer to God, and in regular prayer, in daily prayer, in devotional times with him, we're acquiring more of Christ's spirit of love and grace. And that is filling us up. It's moving in us. His love is washing us. His blood is cleansing us. We receive the sacrament of God. We receive the body and the blood. We, we, we break bread. We sing. We, we do all manner of, of things that are offered to him and receiving from him. And then we are growing in his love. So that constant prayer is not something that we're doing, but it's more a mode of being. I am prayer. In other words, the fruit of the Spirit is being manifested in my life. There is a prayerfulness about me, not because I am in the middle of a prayer, but because I have prayed. And because the Holy Spirit is, is drawn to our lives when we have cultivated that relationship with him. Now, I, I, can, I grieve the Lord at times when I'm sinning, when I'm deliberately not paying attention, when I'm, I'm acting in ways that are contrary to his word. I'm offending his grace. But the more I am with him in regular prayer, finite prayer, in the scripture and in prayer, then the more disposed I am to the moving of God's Holy Spirit and the more he is drawn to me. And I'm convinced that what was going on in Jesus because Jesus saturated himself in the presence of God as he would be walking along and a dead person is being carried by. Well, let's, let's stop here. He was ready. Or when the centurion comes and stops and says, pray for my servant, or the leader of the synagogue says, pray, um, my child is, is dying. Jesus was ready. Now, we don't feel ready, but you're making yourself ready by spending that time with him, reflecting on his love that is in you, and it's going to work through you. So prayer without ceasing is more, more an infusing of God's spirit in us, being more spiritually minded so that we're able to respond in God's love and his virtues like faith, hope, and love and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Is that helpful? Does that make sense? Now, I'm beginning and I'm ending in prayer. After I begin and end in prayer, 
My prayer doesn't stop. My life doesn't stop. I just carry whatever happened during that prayer time throughout the rest of the day. Now, it will help if I reflect back and remember and, and pause and, and, and remember that he gave me something perhaps that morning, a scripture or, or a song. Now, there is also praying in the Holy Spirit. May 30th is Pentecost Sunday when the apostles... 120 gathered together in unity in the upper room, received the power of the Holy Spirit. They spoke in other tongues, and Peter got up and preached a message, and he said, this is what you, what you see and hear is the confirmation that Jesus, whom you crucified, is risen from the dead, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and God has anointed him as Messiah, King, and that anointing oil has come down, and we're experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit and the promises to you. Repent and believe, be baptized, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Holy Spirit, you will be saved, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, and you'll be like us. Can you imagine baptizing 3,000 people in one day? Now, if only 12 of them were baptizing, that's over 100, you know, almost 100 people in a day. If the 120 were kind of doing it together, they each had to do how many? 30? <laughs> it's still a lot of people to baptize. What a day! Thousands of people being baptized. Wow. Where did that power come from? It came because the disciples spent time waiting in God's presence. Jesus said, wait until you are clothed with power from on high. Wait. Are you waiting on God? What are you waiting for? Wait on him with this expectancy that today, Lord, today, I want to be more aware of your grace in me. I want to be more responsive to your love moving through me. I want to remember, reflect upon, be able to respond in a moment of your interruption. And by that way of growing in, in relationship to you, I'll be growing in constant prayer, in prayer without ceasing. I'll be growing in the prayerfulness. I become prayer. Listen to the words of this old hymn. I just found this this morning. I've never, to my knowledge, ever sung it. Prayer is the soul's sincere desire, uttered or unexpressed. The motion of a hidden fire that trembles in the breast. Prayer is the Christian's vital breath, the Christian's native air, his watchword of the gates of death, his watchword at the gates of death. He enters heaven with prayer. No prayer is made on earth alone. The Holy Spirit pleads and Jesus on the eternal throne for sinners intercedes. When you're praying, God is praying in you. Jesus is praying with you. The Holy Spirit is praying through you and heaven is affected heaven is impacted you may think your prayers don't matter now if i start to talk about intercession and praise and confession i'm i'm going into a whole nother realm so i'm not really going that direction right now but be encouraged this morning 
your waiting, pausing, reflecting, connecting, leads you into a place of powerful intercession. Whether you feel it or know it or not, heaven is responding. What happens in here affects the world out there. O thou by whom we come to God, the life, the truth, the way, the path of prayer thyself has trod. Lord, teach us how to pray. How shall we pray? How shall we grow in prayer? How shall we become like God? How shall we be filled with the love of God? And, and so when that question comes up, Lord, do you love me? We have the answer, yes, yes, you do love me. I know you love me. Your word tells me, and I have experienced your love. And you've interrupted my day. You've made yourself known to me in different ways. You work through me. I'm sitting here waiting for you. And again, if, if God can use me, he can use you. I am oftentimes so unaware of what's going on around me. Those who know me have seen me. I'll walk through a doorway that'll be 36 inches wide and I'll bump into the side of the door. I'm carrying something and I bump and spill it. And sometimes it seems like, you know, what were you thinking, Dwight? Yes, yes the other morning I, I, had, I had just roasted some beans, coffee beans. I love to roast my own coffee beans and I, I had them in this cylinder and I was walking and I, I remembered, oh, I have, to, I have to go get something in the bathroom, uh, my phone or something, I don't know. So I walked into the bathroom, boom, boom. I had these delicious, fresh roasted coffee beans all over the bathroom floor. Those two things do not go together. <laughs> Last night, sometimes I have trouble going to sleep, staying asleep, so, you know, I, you know, I'll take out my prayer beads and I pray, or I get up, whatever. But I also take, sometimes I take things like melatonin. Last night I took, um, I don't know, Salmonex or something. Something's supposed to help me sleep. So I'm kind of, I'm not fully aware. And so I got up in the middle of the night and, um, and I, thought, I thought, oh, well, I, I can't go into the bathroom, Barbara's in there, so I'll just sit down. On, on her side of the bed. <laughs> I sat down right onto her. I didn't, sat down, I didn't sit down gently. Boom! I, she screamed. And I, <laughs> and I said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm sorry, honey. I, I thought you were in the bathroom. I, I, uh, suddenly I was more awake. And she was very awake. So I, 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 there's, a, there's a kind of natural clumsiness and distractedness about me that, that it, again, amazes and marvels me that God can use me. But that's how I know it's God. <laughs> when I'm actually being still, listening to somebody, or able to pray, I know it's God. It has to be. How do you know God loves you? How do you know? His word is true in you. How do you know that Jesus came to draw you to the Father, that he died on the cross saving you, and that as Peter said, you can repent and believe and receive him so that you can connect with him by the power of the Holy Spirit and you can go and do the things that Jesus did. You can become like him. Constant prayer, prayer without ceasing, 
by the fruit of the Spirit working in you, by his love overflowing in you. You can do this, church. If I can grow in this, you can grow in this. So you said you want to grow in prayer. You want to pray more. Then here's the challenge. Pray more in a regular way using every available means and resource, whether it's candles and music and beads and, and walking and looking at nature and, and, and uh, posture, lying down, standing up, kneeling, lifting your hands and, and creeds and um, repeated phrases like, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Use every available means to help you to grow in connection with God and then sit, reflect, wait, allow him to move in you and believe that when you get up to go, you will go more constant in prayer, more responsive to him through the day. He will move through you. You'll be more sensitive. You'll be surprised. He'll work through you by his love. You won't have to say, do you love me? You'll sense his love for other people. You'll see his love in them. And you'll desire to love them. The power of the Holy Spirit coming in and upon and through you. By his love and his presence. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for your love, your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for all the tools and helps and aids that you give us. Now, I pray for everybody who's listening that, God, you'll draw them into finite prayer, beginning and ending on a regular basis, oh, God. And you'll draw them into constant prayer throughout the day, those moments of interruption, of inspiration, of, of, of clarity, of illumination, of, of application. Lord, saturate us in the love of God, oh, God, so that you can multiply through us your word and disciples and, and prayer and spiritual gifts. Oh God, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Uh, Pastor Richard is going to come. He has a word that God has stirred in him. Pastor Richard. Thank you. During a earlier part of this sermon, I believe the Lord spoke something to my heart, and I'd like for all of you to take this to heart and maybe take some notes or take a pause and think about this. Here's what I believe the Lord is saying to us. Elevate your faith to watching. Let the Holy Spirit enlarge your faith to anticipation. Expect God to do great things on before and after this upcoming Pentecost, praying for a great turning to Christ by unbelievers, pray for a great turning to Christ by unbelievers and returning by believers whose faith has grown cold. As God speaks to our nation in the now, let us expect new believers, new fruit, and new direction for the body of Christ. Expect a new sensitivity in the ears of his body of believers to his voice and direction so that his light may, may be seen shining in places in our nation where darkness has prevailed for generations. Pray God arise and scatter his enemies. Pray, his, <clears throat> pray he pour out 
more grace on us believers to demonstrate good works and speak heavenly empowered words to reveal and undo the foolish schemes of those who gather themselves against the Lord and his anointed ones. God has installed his king and made him Lord over all the nations. Let the rulers of the earth be wise and serve the Lord. With fear and obedience, kiss the Son, Jesus, lest he be angry. But turn to him in repentance, you leaders of nations, for blessed are those who will take refuge in him. You've been listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. If God spoke to you, or if you'd like us to pray for you, you can email Pastor Nick directly at nick at newcovenantokc.org. If you'd like more information about our church, you may visit us on the web at newcovenantokc.org. We can't wait to hear from you.